Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is Broadway Breakdown. I'm one half of your hosts, John Wiscavage. And I started as one half of one half of your other hosts, but I'm like now a tenth of a half of your other hosts, whatever math that fucking is. Matt Koplick, hi. We we just recorded, re-recorded the beginning of this podcast like... 17 times I'm gonna say yeah um because Matt's having a ton of technical difficulties because of all of his tumblr porn that he watches given his computer the viruses it has this is why you gotta protect your computer from the tumblr porns make your computer wear a condom make sure that you at least get a free dinner out of it and then you know roll the dice see what happens actually you can get food like you can get dinner from your computer. Thanks, Seamless. This Speaking of, this episode is brought to you by Seamless. It's not. I just... Every that week was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give us a fake sponsor until someone starts paying us to do this. I say that was a seamless ad, though. Like, that was a seamless transition, if I do say so myself. Well oh, done. Oh, God. Ew. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the pod, everybody. I want to I punch you right in your Grubhub. Mmm. <laughs> Yes, daddy. No. No. Okay. <laughs> so Guys, no, I don't I don't even know how to start this now because I feel as if we've talked about so many different topics. Yeah. I mean, for the but, full two minutes that we were rolling. Uh it's just Yeah, a- but it's us that we're talking about. Think of how many different topics we cover in two minutes. This <laughs> is This is very true. Guys, it's okay. It's just a weird fucking day, everybody. It's it's a balmy snow day out here, and it's just gross. John is still in Florida where, you know, he is cardiganging it, it up, six, and I want to Yeah, it was him. 60 degrees yesterday. I had to wear a sweater. Thank God today it's back up to mid to high 70s, because I just don't even know what I would do. No, you wouldn't be able to go on for your show today, and I would feel so terrible for those six people. How dare you? I know. It's like more like nine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, get the numbers right. I told you I'm terrible at math. Um, I, I would also like to say, I would like to point out that the two numbers that first came to you were six and nine. You need to talk to a therapist, stat. Duh. 
I, I, Freud I and, did talk to a therapist. Freud and I talked to five. Oh God! Before I was before I was thirteen. I'm done with the therapy. The only therapy I do is therapy bar <laughs> on Fifty Second Street. More Fifty Third Street. More plugs. Wherever it is. Oh, we did actually have a really nice plug for one of our friends who had just started listening to the podcast, who's now a huge fan, Sutton Lee Seymour. Hi, Sutton. We're going to get you on the show soon, but I just want to say hi and I miss you. She's New York's premier musical theater drag queen, and she's... That she is. Her her shows at Musical Mondays are phenomenal. Truly, at Hardware Bar. Not that I've ever been to mm-hmm. a gay bar, but if you have, Hardware Bar is the hardest. You suck! So, despite our five million jump starts today, uh, and our... You know, weird weather contrasts. How are you doing, Jian? I'm good. You know, I'm good. We're kind of winding down. We just reached the halfway point of our actual run here. So, um, yeah, it's it's been really fun. My sister and her husband are coming to see the show tonight, so I'm really excited about that. Gorgeous. And then I'm going to hang out with them after the show tonight, and then I am have a 7 a.m. TV spot on live TV tomorrow morning Ooh. to promote the show, which I was talking to my castmate about, and I was saying, you know, I've... I've been so responsible my whole career. What if tonight's the night that I just throw caution to the wind and I get completely out of character, I get completely wasted, and I pull a full Elaine Stritch Judy Garland on live TV in Naples, Florida tomorrow, and at 7 a.m. I'm putting on my show makeup to show the hosts how I get all pretty-like, and I am just full-blown... Listen, sweet. I'm just, if you want, like half a cigarello, which I believe is a kind of cigarette sticking out of, jutting out of my gaping maw. Um, you know, I think, I think tomorrow's the day that I, I, th- I do it. That'll be the day that America falls in love with John Wascavage. Yeah, instead of just falling in lust, I see all you thirsty bitches after they're lusting after this Ben Platt non-equity realness. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, just... All right, you're not non-equity, you're ec. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> wanted to remind you. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. Anyways, how are you, Matt? You're the Oh, guys, I hope you're straddled in because this is going to be a fun episode. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, uh, I will like to, I would like to uh, make a little warning here that if you do stick it out towards the end of the episode, you will uh, be pre- uh, you'll be audience to a long winded filibuster that I intend to uh, partake on. Although I wonder if that's an uh, repet- if that's uh, repetitive to say that I feel like filibusters are long-winded in, I, in nature I, yeah i think that's kind of how they have to work right yeah pr- pretty much yeah like um yeah i guess i could say it's going to be akin to i would say it's akin to felicia rashad's last 30 minutes of head of passes but i'm one of 90 people that saw that so no one's going to get that reference um who, who the fuck are you trying to impress this morning with your niche felicia rashad ref- rashad references and who am i trying to impress with my inability <laughs> to say felicia rashad I don't know. I'm always trying to impress Gavin Creel, but like that's just 11 year old me. Uh, our new Doctor Pomater, Pomater. Oh, why can't I? <laughs> does it? Does it matter? They're paying tickets to see Sarah anyway. No one has. No, I mean I would, I would, I would go back to see it to see both of them. Uh, oh, where is yeah. that? 
Yeah. As, did you know that that was happening? Because I know you have friends in the company. And I did. Were, I did know, but I, I was sworn to secrecy. So I was, mm. as I have been for many years, sitting on a Gavin yeah. Creel secret. Mm. The, the best kind of secret. Yeah, completely. Better than better than Victoria. Have uh, we actually yeah, been, act- have we actually gotten to how you're doing yet? <laughs> Do we actually care? Well, if, no. But talk <laughs> about it. No, I'm I, I personally am fine. Uh, there's been some stuff going down in my family health wise that's not been the greatest. Mm, uh, sorry, baby. Nothing like oh, sorry. I mean, nothing like super tragic yet uh but it's just sort of said, <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know how to best say that like i don't want to tempt fate and be like nothing tragic and then have it be tragic in like four days uh i will say by the time this podcast comes out which either be either be tomorrow or like saturday it will be the year uh the first year anniversary of my grandfather's passing which is Aww. yeah that that one's a little uh, rough for everybody and then there's like some other yeah. stuff happening that's kind of just opening the wounds point is I've had to be the glue in my family much like Emma Stone was the glue and the help and mm. kind of just keep everyone together uh, and it starts with tomorrow uh, I have to actually after this podcast I have to go down to my grandmother's apartment and set on her DVR RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4 so that way my mom and I can watch it because my mom thought she had VH1. She don't. And so we're going to her mom's apartment and uh, Sunday morning we're all going to sit down together and watch it. So that's what keeps families together, y'all. That's just a lot of sadness. Thanks, bitch. I can always count on you for that. It's true. Um, hey. Actually, some some fun news, everybody. Uh, Tuesday night... I went and saw uh, Broadway Breakdown alum Caitlin Kinnanen in the prom. Oh. Hashtag also gets final bow Caitlin Kinnanen yes, in does. the prom. Oh. She gets the final fucking bow. Uh, and I went with my other grandma, the one who also has VH1 but no DVR, so I will not be visiting her anytime <laughs> soon. Um, my 94-year-old, yes, soon-to-be 95-year-old grandmother, Sally Koplik, asked if uh, I wanted to see the prom. She's like, it looks fun. I want to see it. And I said, well, fun fact, bitch, I know the main girl, so we can go backstage afterwards. And Sally Koplick, at true to form, uh, she was like, ah, do we? <gasps> yes. She, she didn't want to go backstage because she's 94, and she also broke her kneecap like three months ago. And uh, she's fine now, by the way, so thank you, everybody, for wondering. Uh, th- she's actually, I told Caitlin this as, we were, as she so lovingly escorted my grandmother uh, back out through the stage door. After we saw her, I was like, uh, the doctors told her to get physical therapy afterwards. And my grandma just went, nope, I don't want that. And her knee healed. Like, she's fine now. She she has to have a cane, but, like, what 94-year-old doesn't? I have and, a cane. Yeah. I mean, I have a cane, too, and I don't really need it. But I keep telling her she's a medical marvel. Doctors want to lock her up because they don't want people to know that not following their advice sometimes can work out for them. Uh <laughs> But she she was worried about like having to stand around backstage, which is why she sure. didn't go. But we found her a seat immediately. It was lovely. Um, so I don't know if everyone remembers when we talked about Frozen a couple of weeks ago when I said make sure you have talented friends because it's easier to compliment them when they're in a show. The same is true when you have talented friends who are in a good show. Um, so I am so pleased to announce that Miss Caitlin Cannon and the lovely Caitlin, who is so very talented 
gave a lovely performance in a show that I adored. People have just been like, I, nary anything negative I have seen about this show. People are loving it. I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited to yeah. see it. Yes. I mean, I, I won't lie. I mean, I'm a frequent reader of message boards, mostly for entertainment, but every now and then to sort of see what the, the buzz is. And there are like a couple of people who were not enthralled with the prom, but many people who were just so over the moon about it that I was like, if something is dividing people like this, like clearly there's at least something to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to say that those negative people can go fuck themselves because that show is so good. Um, I mean, like, you know me, I'm I'm very detail oriented and active brain hypercritical. Like, I mean, there were not I will not say that there was like that. I loved everything about it. There were certain things that I could nitpick, but I'm not going to do that right now because I'm still on such a high from the things that I loved about it. Um, Mm. It has one of my favorite first acts I've seen in a very long time. The first act is, in my opinion, nearly flawless. Oh. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's hard to explain um, because it is a weird kind of show in the sense that it is sort of a little bit of two different shows. There's the Caitlin part, which is a little more earnest, young, teeny boppery part of the show, which is like still very entertaining and fun. And then there's the like broad, campy broadway part of the show which is the beth level brooks ashmanskis part of the show mm-hmm. um and they do a very good job of sort of making the two weave in and out and beth level and brooks ashmanskis god love them are both like campy as all fucking get out but also create these well-rounded characters that you understand and believe uh mm-hmm. yeah I, there are just so many times where i i told caitlin like there were times when i laughed so hard that the people next to me like turned to look at me like I was crazy and even my grandma during act uh, during intermission goes you were laughing a lot I went it was fucking funny bitch there's Your grandma threw <sighs> shade on you she threw such shade at me she really loved it too um she was really looking forward to seeing sort of an old-fashioned musical I think she was a little surprised by some of the language I mean she's not like a prude but I don't think she was expecting the button for the second uh number of act one to be now let's go help that dyke button um <laughs> She wasn't quite expecting that, but that is one of the things that made me actually fall out of my chair. I thought it was so brilliant. Um, That's amazing. It's amazing. There is, when you see it, I would like to hear your thoughts. A, because, you know, it's, that is a show that you and I will be in 20 years from now. Mm. I, like, I have no problem doing, like, an alternate every other night. You're Brooks. I'm Christopher Sieber. Next night, you're Christopher Sieber. I'm Brooks. Like that's just something I want. Um, oh, I just figured. I, I just figured I would be best level every night. And that's a Something that I, without giving too much away, stories like The Prom, where there is usually like a gay youth of some sort, um, or there's like a gay youth that is not maybe out and has maybe strict parents, whatnot, usually when it comes to the big coming out time, uh, it's, it, I sometimes feel like it's a little hollow because it's like, oh, all of a sudden everybody does a complete 180 and like everything's perfect. Mm. And, the prom kind of go does both. Uh, does a little bit of that, but they also do something else that I thought was really moving. So, like the kids in the in the show, 
do a total 180 and they're on board and everything. But then the mom of one of the characters who's gay, mm-hmm. again, no spoilers, when she finally is confronted with it, it's not a complete, I super accept you, I love you, like, whatever makes mm-hmm. you happy. It's a very gray area where she kind of goes, she she has a moment, you can see the struggle within her. Like The, what, the actress who plays this role who's for the most part of the show is like meant to sort of be the villain. She's just, she did a great job. I wish I found her after the show because I thought she did a really great job of making this character mm. real. Um, and she, you sort of saw the struggle where she like loves her child and wants her child to be happy. But at the same time, she's like, but I just wish that you weren't at the same time. And you, there's like this whole inner struggle. And then she finally just goes, we'll talk about it, about it at home tonight. And then just sort of like takes a breath, looks around and walks out. And it's like not a complete win, but it is like mm. a stepping stone. And I'm like that. I love mm. that. I love being able to have that yeah, as well. Super real. Yeah. I love, I love shit like that. So that was something that got me and got me super choked up. Um, I love that. Yeah. And I don't cry very often guys. The last time I cried was at Paddington too. And that was in January. So I still haven't seen Paddington too. I heard it was really good. It's the best screenplay of the year. Just saying. Yeah. Um, d- did I ever tell you my favorite Beth Level story about um, when I did the reading with her and Brooks and Christopher last year of this other show? What she did? Uh, you like, did not. Like a, it was like a 10 a.m. presentation of this musical. Um, she either had just started rehearsals for Miss Hannigan and Annie or mm-hmm. was just about to or you know she's like one of those crazy in-demand performers where no mm-hmm. matter what she's juggling 13 different things at the same time because everyone wants a, everyone wants a slice at the level you know it's true she's been working um, since like the late 80s like consistently it's kind of crazy when you think about it truly she's just phenomenal yeah and she was stupidly ridiculous in this show it, it laugh out loud funny crying trying to keep my shit together in any scene that I was in with her um I mean the role was written for her so it's it's just perfect she's perfect yeah. in it um but she has this really big Beth level belty moment at the end of one of the songs uh and she always no matter what sounds amazing on it her, she uh, truly I want to go in and look at her chords, not in like a um, medical way. I want to shrink myself and just <laughs> sit in her esophagus and just kind of mm-hmm. stare at her chords lovingly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know how she produces the kind of sounds that she does that's so brassy and rah, mm. but also pleasant to the ear. It's, yeah. it's confusing to me. She has but, these, she has a couple of these like money pocket notes that are. When I say pocket, it's I mean so like pingy. they're in the pocket. It's so like they're pingy. Pingy and like they just sound so healthy and fresh. So her voice kind of fascinates me too. In the same way that um currently Barrett Wilbert Weed's voice sort of fascinates me, where it's like mm. it's got that sort of graveliness to it that you think to yourself, like, oh, maybe she's a little under the weather, or like maybe she's a little tired. And then she'll hit a note that's even higher. Mm-hmm. And it's so healthy and so pingy and so straight tone and strong that you're like, Holy fuck, no, that's like yeah. That's just how she produces sound. Well, so she had one of those notes at the end of this song and at the mm-hmm. 10 a.m. presentation for all these producers and all these artistic directors for different theaters. And every time she sang it, it was perfect. And she went to go sing it 
at this morning presentation and it just didn't come out and she just stopped everything. She went, nope, not doing that. And then she said, huh. rewind. And every, literally everyone without missing a beat just re- rewound as if we were cartoon huh. characters because Beth Level said rewind. And then she sang the note and it was perfect and everyone lost their shit even more because it was just so human and she's so wonderful and I want to be her. Yeah. She's a great power top. She is. She mm. is. Uh, yeah. So this is all to say, everybody, if you're going to try to be anybody, be Beth Level and go see the prom. Yeah, go see the prom. I don't care if yes. you live in Australia. I don't care if you live in the West End. I don't care. West End, like, you live you live in the theaters on the you West End. You live in the Aldwych Theater. I'm such an idiot. I don't care if you live in Europa. Um, come see the prom. It's worth it's worth the thousands of dollars you'll you'll pay an airfare. Plus, Absolutely. you get a chance to meet us. You won't, but there's a chance. You, there, there is a chance that you'll see us. I tend to wander the theater district and just you know say anybody say to anybody wandering by, you want an opinion about theater? You want an opinion about theater? You want an opinion about theater? And yeah, one you, out of every thirty times they do. You're dressed exactly like the Chicago hotshot girls in a. Mm-hmm. Deep black, and tight, a half-inch character shoe. Oh, no, they wear red tights. That's it, right? Or no, is yeah. it black? No, it's it's black tights. It's ruby red lipstick is That's what they it. do. That's the red. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I give those girls a lot of credit because they, they're out there no matter the weather, and they have such attitude, like, in a, in a good way. Not attitude, like, that bitch's attitude. Like, they, they go out, like, in character, and they try to sell the show despite terrible tourists, and, like, they don't let it get to them. I appreciate that. I like that you consider it strong-willedness, and I consider it mental illness. Because <laughs> mm. I, tr- I truly think that you could go up to one of them and say anything, and no matter what, their brain, they'll just, they, they don't understand human interactions. So they'll just go, no. you could walk up and be, say something, you know, and say, I'm, I'm so sorry, your mother just passed. And they would go, ha-cha, Ruby. Yeah. They, they they truly it's are Im- impenetrable walls. I lo- they are the uh, British guards of the theater district. Oh my god, they totally are. Yeah, I love it. I love everything about them. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. You're a cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, next next show, next show. <gasps> You had more uh, well, did you see? About. So we have two shows closing. One is ra- relatively new to the Broadway, and one has been a New York staple for almost twenty years. Uh, Torch Song is closing. Sadly, I don't mm. know if you got a chance to see it. I didn't. No, and I'm really sad because yeah. I heard it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah, you might still get a chance. I think it's closing in January, so maybe try to see it before before it does. Uh, I saw it at Second Stage last year, and it was very good. Michael Yuri is, of course, a phenomenal actor, and Mercedes Rule is He's a so national treasure. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then the other one is Avenue Q. Avenue Q is leaving New York City, guys. Yeah, I I saw that. I, I how sad. I mean, yeah. it had an amazing run, but oh yeah, I mean it's it is the uh, golden success story that all small shows strive for. Truly. It's what they think of when they when they come to Broadway. Like every time a show comes to Broadway, and some people go like, "Is there a Broadway audience for that?" You know, it seems too niche. Like those writers and those producers think of avenue q and mm. think about the global outreach that show has had mm. to uh to, which is why they come to broadway mm-hmm. um because sometimes people don't come to broadway uh 
I mean, I would say 80% of the time it's the case, but sometimes people bring a show to Broadway not to make money, but because it's the biggest platform, and then that show can sort of live on afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, like, Indecent. Did you see Indecent? I did. I loved Indecent. Yes. And Inde- the producers of Indecent literally said in their press statement when it came to Broadway, they're like, we're not expecting this to make money. And our investors know this will most likely lose its investment. But uh, we just want this show to be seen. And this is like the largest platform we can think of to get the show seen. Uh, and I was like, that is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, say, Avenue Q, which actually came from the same off-Broadway theater as Indecent. Uh, has been around for 15 years. Why do you years. know that? How do you know Why that? Do, how do you... Did you think I wouldn't know that, John? No, I just God. I was so surprised at how... How much I know. Impre- impressed I am with you. I'm... Oh. You... I mean, it's sort of like the Chicago girls. Are you impressed or are you afraid? Yes. Continue. <laughs> Side note, I've started to laugh like Trixie Mattel, and I don't like it. You have. I actually was just thinking that. (laughs) Well, I guess I better start my meth addiction real quick, since I'm the Katya. Yes, you are. That you are. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was watching some uh the other day, and I went, if John and I ever got in front of a camera for, like, six hours and just, like, made 40 episodes of this shit, like, we would be the Broadway version of Trixie and Katya, Mm. and we would be... Stars. Truly. Um, okay, well, so Avenue Q's ending, but a big show that was considered off-Broadway just announced its Broadway run, right? Yeah. Am I, am I segueing? Am I segueing well? Yeah. That is a great segue, seamless segue, into yes. the next topic. Yes. You started off, Jan, because I have spoken a lot just now, so you speak. So the St. Anne's Warehouse production of Oklahoma will be getting a Broadway run at Circle in the Square Theater, which is really exciting because I really wanted to see that production, and it was very hard to get tickets that were not a million dollars to it before I left. And now I can hopefully get a ticket that will not be a million dollars, although it probably is going to be a million dollars because I feel like it's going to sell very well. Yeah. Did you see it? I did not. Uh, I've had two friends see it. Both of whom loved it, but they also were like, this show is so weird. They they both wanted to let me know. It was very strange. It's strange to have friends who know you so well because they both went, I loved this show so much, you're probably going to hate it. And hmm. yeah, but which but I am also like... Did they explain why? Yes, they did. Uh, and to be fair, both of these friends listen to this podcast, so they've heard my opinions all the live long day. Uh, they said it is... Like they said, the the book work is fantastic. They've like reorchestrated all the songs to make them a little, you know, make them sound not quite so golden agey. And they said you know, like half of the scenes take place like in the fucking dark. Uh, you know, there's like nothing but a green light in some scenes, and it's just all like very, it's very avant garde. And I don't have a problem with avant garde. I have a problem with Evo van Hoffe. and so sure, sure, sure. I think people sort of you know equate the two. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm very fascinated to see it. From what I've read, this production sounds incredible. At the very least, you know, worthwhile seeing. Um, Completely. Yeah. They the thing that everyone has said, top to bottom, is that this is not your grandma's Oklahoma, and I love that. I love everything about that. Mm. Um, yeah. That they're really kind of embracing the darkness 
and the violence and the sexuality of the piece, uh, which there is a lot of. Like, there's a fucking murder on stage. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a shack full of porn. Yeah, there's a shack full of porn. That's what made me, you know, decide to get into porn. What? 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 Huh? So it's not your grandma's Oklahoma. That's great, because my grandma's dead. Um, I'm really excited to see it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. You're no, that, that, so- that sounds weird. Both my grandmas are yeah. dead. That explains more. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, guys. If you didn't want to punch us in the face on episode one, you clearly want to do so now. What episode is this? 28? My age. 29. Just kidding. On episode 29, bitch. Oh, my gosh. We're about, to, we're about to have as many episodes as you've had years alive. Oh, my gosh. That's frightening. Isn't it? Uh, well, it's crazy. Correct maybe me. we should try to see Oklahoma together. That would be nice. We've never actually seen a show together. We haven't. Is... I kind of feel like we would kill each other. Maybe. Or the show might explode just from us both being there. True. I don't know. I'm a pretty good person to go see a show with because I I kind of go into this little cocoon of myself when I see a show and I don't really interact with other people until intermission and afterwards. I like I very much sort of take it all in. Yeah. Even if same. I'm not enjoying it. Ooh. Um Oh, oh my. So I feel no, I feel like you and I would get along during the show. It might be afterwards that we would kill each other if our opinions differed. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I th- <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> What's in your coffee today, John? Who wants some Baileys? Um, mm. No, uh, yeah, maybe if if we're still alive, let's go see it. I would love that very much. Um, you get back very soon. I'm very excited. I do. I get back in three weeks. I cannot wait. My seasonal affective disorder is already coming out just to like peekaboo and say, hey, I'm going to come out real hard oh. for you. Come out real hard for you. Oh, oh um, really? Gonna, what? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. What? My Never seasonal mind. affective disorder is also apparently a sexual predator. Um, but, uh... <laughs> I mean, same. as are you, so it only same. makes sense. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Are there other... Am I other? Are there other topics that I'm forgetting about? I'm just so surprised that I even knew a topic. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was surprised that you brought that up. I'm, I'm super glad. I mean, that was one that I was very excited about. Yes. Um, and actually goes into what we talked about last week about when shows close, another show opens. So, mm-hmm. I mean... We are all sad that Once on this Island will be leaving us, but I am thrilled that Oklahoma is coming in. Um, well, because I think... And lot, it's the same thing. I think a lot of shows... Wait, what show did we think was going to go in Circle in the Square? Did we say? Uh, oh, Hades Town. No, I think we... People, people in my cast were talking about this. People were saying that they hoped Hades Town was going in the Circle in the Square. Um, but- yeah, Hades Town was rumored for a couple of theaters. Uh, there, people were thinking maybe the Hudson for a while. Uh and yeah i mean there was also talk that girl from the north country might go into circle in the square there was like a weird rumor about carmen jones coming from classic shakespeare company into circle in the square is that is that definitely coming to broadway um girl from the north uh that is what i've been told the there was the rumor that they were supposed to get the cur which is where hades town is going uh, and that at the last mm. minute, Jordan Roth was like, surprise, I want Hadestown instead. And so Girl from the North Country kind of had to scramble. And now they're going to the Lunt Fontan for a very limited, like, five months. Because it's such a large theater, they don't want to, like, 
go for a year and, sure. and bomb. They would rather go for a very short period of time and sell out. But they haven't announced anything yet. And part of me thinks that's because they're waiting a little bit longer to see if any other theaters might open up. Because I think mm. they're going to really try to want to go for something smaller. Maybe they'll go for the haze. I don't know. Um, it's because it's a, it's a, from what I've seen, it seems like a very intimate show. So I don't think that the Lafontaine would go very well for them. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's just me and my uninformed opinion. No, you have many opinions. Um, <laughs> So this is now the part where we will transition into uh, Matt's filibuster, so to speak. Uh, oh. I'd like to take you back, everybody, to this past Sunday evening. Uh, I had just finished an evening shift at my work, and mm-hmm. I sat down in my home. I finished the second season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Quite good, mm-hmm. by the way. Check it out. Mm-hmm. And I did one of my favorite pastimes, which was poured myself a glass of wine and read the Broadway World message boards. Which, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I get a kick out of reading that message board from time to time. I used to be a poster on there when I was a youngin. Like, and I'm talking like actually when I was a 14, 15 year old youngin. I had an account. I would post all the time. I would sometimes get my ass handed to me by making some stupid statement of like, when was the last time Cheetah Vera was on Broadway? And then like five old schoolers would swoop in and be like, you fucking idiot, two years ago. Um, and now you're that old schooler. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm a little nicer than that, but yeah, I I pretty much will serve your mm-hmm. uh, ineptitude on a platter for you. But I haven't posted on Broadway World in a long time. I could probably I probably have gone to more sports games in the last decade than I've posted on Broadway World in the last five years, um, which is saying something. Uh, but so I get on the message words to read and lo and behold a shitstorm uh happens it started with uh someone posting a thread announcing performances that uh my dear friend lauren nicole chapman will be going on for frozen and patty Murin stand by aisha i forget her last name <gasps> tyler oh i know what you're talking about yes. because i read it I didn't read all of them, but I mm-hmm. read Patty's. Tw- yes. Yes. So we'll Continue. we'll actually we'll get Sorry. into that. We'll get into that because I'm so glad you're bringing this. Up. Yes. Well, so I I have there two things. Well, okay, blah, a lot of stuff. So they post this thing saying like, "Hey guys, during these you know ten days, these two wonderful actors are going on for Patty Murin. It's a scheduled vacation that she's had for a while." Um, and they finally just announced those dates. And I I read it at first just because I wanted to see if anybody was saying, like, oh, like, Lauren's great, saw her, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But instead what happened was apparently uh, Patty Murin has missed quite a few shows since Frozen has opened. And this has been a point of grievance for a couple of posters on Broadway World of, you know, the show's been open for six months, missed, you know, quite a few shows, and people are going does she ever go on? Can she handle the role? Yada, yada. Uh, and then what got tricky was two posters brought up her uh, mental anxiety, which she mm-hmm. went very public with back in mm-hmm. April, I believe. She had an anxiety attack that uh, caused her to not go on stage. And she was and she posted an article and she said, this is part of my life and part mm-hmm. of my mental health is to understand when I can and can't go on. And two posters didn't 
attack her for it, but they brought up the subject of when this is sort of the mental state you're in, should you even be an actor, which caused a whole shitstorm to go down. And Patty Murin, you know, saw it, screenshotted it. What she didn't do was then go on. I cause, And I'm telling you, I was reading this thread as it was happening because I'm talking like there was a post every other minute. This thing went down super fast. Jeez. And people people were yeah, people were attacking the posters. People then were going off on Patty. The poster who brought up the question uh, in general is someone who I've read many posts of and is not a terrible person, is a, you know, highly intelligent person with a very uh, strict standard for performing. And when people kind of came for that standard saying, like, who are you to say this? This person goes, well, actually, since it's been asked, I used to be a performer and I do actually have the same anxiety that Patty Murin suffers from. And... I had a come to Jesus moment last year when I did Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I'm speaking as this poster, by the way. Did he- Hedwig mm-hmm. and the Angry Inch, and due to my uh, mental anxiety, he's like had a full on breakdown towards the end of the run, like like full on Heath Ledger and Dark Knight. Ha- nearly, you know, took my own life, and it was that moment where I said to myself, for my own safety, I need to stop performing, and said, I'm now. Mm. I'm still in the arts. I now produce, I write, and I'm very happy now. Uh, and it's like, and basically was saying, I'm not attacking Patty Murin. I am wondering what is, you know, best for her and for actors in general, when they have this kind of thing, if it's right for them to do something like Broadway eight times a week, blah, 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 blah. All that shit got deleted by the Broadway uh, world moderators. And then the thread got locked. And then the same person, opened up a new thread discussing censorship, which then got locked again and then opened up a new thread saying, why is it that, you know, posters attack each other on this message board, but the second anyone says anything negative about Patty Murin, it gets locked, it gets deleted. Then this person got their account suspended and then a couple of other people who came out in support of this person for opening up about their personal life got suspended as well. The website got locked overnight and then the next day the moderators moderators opened up a new thread saying... We are reviewing our standards and practices and blah, 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 blah. This is a private website, and we are going to figure out exactly how we're going to monitor the threads from now on. <sighs> this also... Jeez. Yeah, right? And then, But then it became any that same day, anytime anybody mentioned Patty Murin, their post got deleted. Anytime somebody mentioned what had happened the night before, the post got deleted. Uh, threads were getting locked. And I... I don't I do not go on Twitter. I do not have a Twitter. Uh I am very much more I prefer the to read the the boards. Apparently she also posted because people were being like, "Oh, Patty, we love you." Like fellow Broadway actors, we love you, support you. Don't read the boards. And she wrote, "I don't usually I check in from time to time because she wrote an article 2 years ago about Broadway World when Certain people were making snarky comments about nerds, basically saying it's a vile Mm -hmm. area, it's very toxic, and she goes, I check in from time to time to make sure that the uh, agreement that I have with Broadway World is still in play, which gave me pause as well. And this is rolling off of last week when Cody Simpson went into Anastasia, and apparently the Anastasia fans, the stands on Twitter, like, full-on started attacking his presence in the show. They loved the original cast. They loved uh, 
Derek Clennon's replacement. Yeah. yeah, and whoever his replacement is, I don't know his name. Uh, oh, I and, forget his name. Yeah, and totally, they love Christy Altamar. Apparently, with Cody, something happened on his opening night where there were rumors that everyone in the cast, including Christy Altamar, had to get ushered out of the stage door very quickly by Cody's management. He wanted to get out of the theater, so everyone had to get out of the theater and was pushing people out of the stage door through the crowds. And there was a photo of Christy Altamar at the stage door signing autographs where she looked a little sad and the fans all just stormed in. Christy's so upset. She's depressed. She hates Cody. She doesn't want to be in the show with Cody, blah, blah, blah. All within like 24 hours. Jesus. I bring this up because... The way that Christy Altimore chose to handle that situation and the way that Patty Murin chose to handle her situation are kind of complete opposites, and they both bring up good points. Uh, so I, I would like to say that I think, personally, I am in a very unique spot to look at all of this because I am not a Broadway actor, um, and I think it's safe to say that I probably won't be. I The way that my life has kind of turned my career opportunities have gone elsewhere, which I'm happy with. But I'm not a Broadway actor, but I have met, I have quite a few people I consider to be close friends in the Broadway community, many mm-hmm. acquaintances who are in the Broadway community. So I have a very intimate knowledge of that world, and I've seen that world up front. I'm also still a Broadway fan. I've been a theater fan for a very long time. I am I am very much of that world as well, and I see that world. So I have no major skin in either game, but I've seen both worlds you know, up close. Um, first things first, I've said this before, I'll say it again. You can be a fan of a Broadway show, but you do not actually know a Broadway actor. If you follow them on social media, you are not, you are not a friend of theirs. They are putting up a front that they want you to see. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it may, I mean, or you're seeing aspects of their personality. You're not seeing the whole thing there. And I say this as someone like, who does the same thing on his social media. Like I only really have an Instagram and I treat it for two reasons. Either as a way to promote this podcast or as like a little scrapbook for things that I want to remember. So like I'll post something promoting a new episode here or I'll post a photo of me and my grandma going to the theater. Like that's the two things. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't really talk about anything else. And most Broadway actors do the same. It's become very much a platform to promote themselves, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, but it does mean you're not, getting all of that actor so there are fans of anastasia who may think they know christy altamar they don't they don't know everything about her unless they know her mother and their her mother knows them they are not friends like that is mm-hmm. that is the way that i judge like it's like just, you know what i mean like you can you can know what her no, favorite I, I know, ice, oh my God, I, no, yeah I totally you can know what her favorite ice like, cream flavor is but you're not her friend you know um you can like, be a fan and you can support her but you're not yeah. her friend there's a difference um, and I'm it, Facebook friends with Caitlin's mom. Like Caitlin and I are like actual friends. Like I've hung out with their mom multiple times. You know, like it's, exactly. Yeah, like it's it's real. Like I'm same sure same with you and like Lauren. Like you know it's yeah. It's, like I'm you know. I'm Facebook friends with Lauren's mom, Cheryl. Hi Cheryl. You don't <laughs> listen to this podcast. I don't think she even knows that I have one. But yeah. you know, like it's I like when I talk, say that I have a that I have friends and not just Lauren. I, I really don't want to single her out because I don't want anyone to believe that anything that I'm saying from here on out is something that Lauren has ever said. I have other friends. Sure. I have other friends who are in the Broadway community. When I totally. say that they are, and when I say friends, I'm talking like people that I've gotten sloppy drunk with people whose mothers I know people who've cried in my arms, whose arms I've cried in like actual human being friends. It's mm-hmm. very easy for, uh, fans to think that they're friends with someone it's also easy for people in the broadway 
theater community in terms of like the message boards, not actors and producers, the message boards to forget that these are actual human beings. And therefore, mm-hmm. when they we are all capable of making a snarky comment. John and I made 90 in the last 10 minutes. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that happens. Both and th- this goes for both Broadway actors and Broadway fans. The Internet is permanent. You can delete something, but it still doesn't make it truly go away. Like it happened. People saw it. People can bring it back up again. So I'm always of the belief of don't write something unless you want it tattooed on your arm. You know, like think Hmm. very closely before you write something. And it can be controversial, whatever, but you have to be able to stand by it afterwards. You know what I mean? Which is why I think Mm Twitter is a little dangerous because people can sometimes write stream of consciousness and it doesn't always work out. Um, Our president. Yeah. mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one end. The other end is a little negative towards the Broadway community. So I apologize if this seems uh, snarky. I really don't mean it to be. As I said, having friends in that community and seeing it up close, the Broadway fan community is in its own bubble, but so is the Broadway community itself. Um, And it's not a toxic one, although I will say, you know, having seen some darker elements of it to imply that Broadway is a 100% loving, caring environment is a little bull. Broadway is loving, it's snarky, it's supportive, and it comes for its own usually every five minutes. Like, it's it's all those things in one. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so I do sometimes find it hypocritical when I see people that I know or have met a couple of times post things about, like, why do we have these negative posts and why would you come for me? And I, I always kind of want to chime in and go, I met you at a party a month ago and you wouldn't look me in the eye. And when someone said something about the same show that you're, you know, supporting right now, you said something very snarky as well. Like it's, it's not, not to villainize anybody. Like everybody has their own, has many aspects to their, to their personalities. No one's like all good or all bad, but it's, there's sort of a double standard when it comes to, talking about something online and talking about something in person. If you think you're not going to get quoted, you're a little more, you know, you talk about a little more freely. Uh, The Broadway world community is a weird one where there are people who do truly care about theater and like to speak freely. And then people who, you know, troll and say toxic stuff. It's not all one thing. And I think when you villainize that community, the way Patty Murin has done, you don't gain new followers. You basically just sort of reinforce the people who always supported you and isolate the people you're trying to turn over even more. So by shutting down threads and deleting posts and uh, you know villainizing all these people, and I say this as someone who's who watched all this go down and has watched the aftermath, the the responses that this attitude got did not gain her any new followers. It really just kind of isolated the people who were not quite on her team even more. And I bring that up as well as the Christy Altamar situation up because what Christy Altamar did was she went public when people were coming for Cody Simpson after that photo of her came out. And she said very openly, that photo you saw of me was one-tenth of a second of my day. You know, she said it was a very long day. We had a two-show day. We had his put in that morning. Like, things happened. She goes, overall, it was a very lovely experience, and we all love Cody. There was one-tenth of a second where I exhaled, and someone took Mm -hmm. a picture. And so please do not 
analyze that photo anymore. It's nothing more than just, you know, a tenth of my, uh, a tenth of a second of my day. And what that did was by divulging that information, the entire community calmed down for a second and went, okay, now we have the information. We apologize. We'll move on. And I thought that was a very uh, smart thing that she did. And I think that it's something that more Broadway actors can learn from. Because when it comes to missing performances, when it comes to personal lives, Broadway actors don't owe anything. Like, Patty Murin does not have to apologize for getting cast in Frozen. She auditioned and she rightfully earned the part. The creative said, this is the right woman for the role. And that is amazing. And her job is to deliver that quality performance when she's on stage. If something gets in the way of that, either in her mental health or her physical health, she doesn't do it. And she's a grown-ass woman who's been in this business for a very long time. If something's going on with her body or her brain that's keeping her from going to the stage, you better believe she's working on a way to make sure it doesn't happen again or as often. Uh, But sometimes people will make uninformed posts. I don't think that villainizing those people is necessarily the productive way to go. I think information is a person's best friend and you, and you can explain more to people what is going on. So that way they stop viewing something the way they have been viewing it. You know, it's, 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 it's that comes to Jesus moment of every Rogers and Hammerstein show of like, you think this is the world, but let me give you a little bit more information that will shatter your perception of the world. Uh, and I think what Christy Altamore did is an example of that, whereas shutting things down and blocking and deleting only angers people more, and you won't get converts that way. That was a long, rambling filibuster, and I apologize, guys. I've In my brain, it was going to be a lot more uh, organized, but those are thoughts. Yeah, and, and I think there's a, a lot of valid points that you're making there. I mean, I I guess I'm a little unfamiliar with... So did something happen where the Broadway world chat boards can't... They have, like, a a, an agreement with... um, That's what... With Patty Murin? Her... Yeah. That's what gave a lot of people pause. Um, And I guess... Yeah. And I believe she... As I said, I don't go on Twitter. I don't know what people write. I can only say what people responded to. The original post was someone said that she wrote something about an agreement, and then she altered the tweet. Uh, I, 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 you, you well, you, you can't, you can't, you can't alter it. Or tweet. then like, maybe she so, deleted the tweet and wrote something else. I don't know. Uh, she, she said something about an agreement, and that may, gave a lot of people like, "What is this bullshit?" Because then it makes people feel like they're on Big Brother or Handmaid's Tale, and everything's getting viewed through a microscopic lens. Because then Broadway World said, "Well, now if you want to send private messages to each other, you need to give us all of your Facebook information, and if you don't have a Facebook, you have to give us like." some other form of identification and people were like why am i now having to like give up my entire identity in order to partake in this message board i don't i don't see i don't see that so much as that to me i see that as if you are an anonymous name behind an anonymous uh you know handle you are going to say things that uh, you're you're going to be a troll and that's what a lot of people on on those chat boards do they troll because they feel like I'll never be discovered. I have the free will to kind of show this 
darker, not darker side, but I, I, I can show, share these opinions that are harsher, meaner, that uh, hurt people's feelings, that kind of attack a person who has very, been very open about her anxiety, who has been very... And so I'm not saying that, like, censorship is always the way to go, but if anything, I think it's... I think... Like I see validity on on both sides. To me, I'm I'm very much in the in the school of I necessarily don't think Patty did anything wrong per se in terms of calling and, out Broadway World or anything in, else. In terms of calling out everyone, I mean, like if, if she like I the posts that I read were truly despicable. Like people saying like, um. Honey, you have to be there at 7 p.m. at night. How hard can your job really be? Like, people just, like, being really nasty and not understanding what it means to... And and the thing is, is that, like, okay, so if they're going to say things like that that are completely um, uninformed or uh, kind of, like, one-sided, why doesn't she have the right to kind of challenge them and be like, no, (laughs) like, you know? But that's the thing is, I don't think she actually challenged them which is what i'm saying i'm and i cannot emphasize this more guys i have no skin in the broadway world game like i read it i used to post on it these days i could not fucking care less about them maybe if they didn't you know steal my web series for their own i would be a little more kind to them but uh i think that she doesn't as i said she doesn't owe anyone any explanation I would have loved it if she actually challenged these posters. I don't think she actually did. She shut it down, which, you know, is a temporary fix. But you have, in order to change human behavior, you actually have to go in and change human behavior. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think Um, it does too. But I also think coming from someone who also has suffered from anxiety attacks and when you feel like the world is watching you like that, your first Mm -hmm. response is not always going to be the most well thought out one because you feel like the world is closing in on you. And Mm -hmm. so I I think that I I, I, I totally see exactly what you're saying. I'm also just, uh, uh, to me, I, I think it's no one is innocent you know like it's sure the the form of a chat board of a completely anonymous chat board comes from kind of a seedy um hidden underground black market place of like i'm gonna cover my face because what i'm doing is i'm not gonna say a little bit shameful but like there are actions that are taken on these type of mediums that are a bit more harsh that are a bit more um just why can't I think of the word that are just a bit more not volatile but just a bit more um like nasty vindictive yeah vindictive um and and so it's 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 all uh, to use a to use a legal term it's all you know treat it's all fruit from a from a I forgot the legal term of course I did (laughs) Fruit from like a, a yeah. rotten tree yeah, or whatever, whatever the term, term is. It, yeah. It, 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 if the tree is if the tree is a, a bad tree, the fruit is going to be rotten as well. And so I think the kind of <clears throat> chat board uh, setup is a, is a rotten tree, and anything that comes from it is going to be a rotten fruit. Do I think that the way that Christy was able to articulate her words was? Um, very specifically thought out and gave insight into it. Yes, I definitely do. I definitely think that that's a, a, a way that it could have been handled as well. But t- to me, I, 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 I'm just very. Um, I was very disappointed. I was very sad. Not 
so much at Patty, but just at, at the posts themselves. And I, and I didn't know about the person being the original poster, someone who had said that, who had made those life choices, who, who had had been there and done that. But the thing is, that's also their narrative. If I were to go up to another person who has suffers from anxiety, as I know a lot of Broadway performers who suffer from anxiety, um, and went up to them and, you know, said like, oh, next week I think I'm quitting because I get too anxious. You should too. I think that's kind of a really um, one-sided and uh, not helpful... You're, you're not helping anyone. You're, you're not helping anyone at all because you're just, you're, you're basically shaming someone for continuing on in choices that they're making where they may, you might, you might've made the right choice for yourself. But uh, I mean, Patty, Patty's story is very, she's had a lot of ups. She's had a lot of downs. Um, I feel like if she hated doing the show, she wouldn't be doing it. You you know, being, having anxiety and being completely destroyed from doing a show are two completely different things. I don't think she's destroyed from doing this show. I think she most likely gets a lot of joy and feels a lot of fulfillment from doing it and a lot of empowerment from being able to play this strong female character. Um, To me... I think that um, the anxiety is a separate challenge that she is dealing with and navigating that I truly applaud her first and foremost for just talking about it because there are so many throughout the years, so many people in this community deal with depression and anxiety. Um, and she's a Disney princess who's talking about it. And so I... Yeah, well, I I am 100% yeah, agreeing with you, John. I, first of all, with my filibuster, I don't want anyone to think that I'm like, mm, congratulations for this poster for their bravery and their snarkiness. I don't mean that. Um, I definitely am trying. What I'm trying to say is this. Every As you said, everyone has their own journeys, right? So this person posted their really catty, stupid comment and then said, by the way, this is the road that I'm coming from, which I think would have been a nice mm-hmm. opening of, of an opportunity to go, okay, well then let me explain to you why your opinion is really shit in terms of Patty's journey. You know what I, you know what I mean? Instead of just completely blocking everything and shutting it down. Cause now you haven't taught that person anything. And I think that uh, Patty's journey is very inspiring in the sense that, as you said, she's had a lot of ups and a lot of downs and she still goes out there and performs and does this as from I've never seen her in the show, but from yeah. what I understand, it's a phenomenal job and really kind of, uh, uh, God, how do I make this? How do I say this word? I don't know how to say this word. Uh, really, uh, creates the best life she can for herself, for her path. And I just, I'm, I am just not a fan of shutting down arguments. I am more of a fan of having conversations, as you can tell from this podcast, where I don't, I don't like to make like a one bitchy comment on a show unless it's Finding Neverland. I ra- if I don't like a show, I go on ad nauseum for thirty minutes as to why I didn't think it worked, which makes me, you know, terrible for Twitter, which is why I'll never have a Twitter. Um, no, and, and and totally, I I just think that uh, there's a difference between them shutting down a post because of the original post being something to to me what it sounds like is that it became a wildfire that spread too quickly so rather than just being like oh we have to keep an eye on this whole thing constantly they just doused a fire they doused the fire at the original source and now we're taking steps to kind of be like all right we've created a place where people aren't censoring themselves because there's no repercussions to it um, 
Whereas if we can hold people a bit more accountable for what they're saying, that might be a better way to go about. To me, that that's yeah. the way that I'm kind of looking at it. I have no problem with the Facebook linking. That that When I said the privacy situation, that was what the posters were saying. I have no problem with them linking people to Facebook. Uh, what I'll say is a way to link this to something else that actually went towards a positive place was uh, yesterday it was announced that Michelle Williams would be leaving once on this island hmm. uh, mm-hmm. after, like, literally a handful of performances. Right. And the post... And to sort of show how information is a girl's best friend, the posters on Broadway World's nary a snarky comment. Everyone was given information as to what the situation was on her end. She's been... She has also been very open about uh, her mental anxiety and sort of... Uh, the highs and lows in which her body can go based off of where her mind is at. And then she also just had a very recent uh, engagement uh, break off. And mm-hmm. with that information, nobody said anything of like, Oh, good luck to you. Everyone was very supportive and everyone sort of saw where she was coming from and wished her well and hoped that she, you know, refound her f- footing. And I think that that is sort of a way to uh, find growth from a very dark uh from a previously dark place in terms of those message boards. Um, like I have no problem with that original thread getting locked and shut down. It was the next day when people tried to discuss what happened that got shut down and that became a whole, again, a whole other wildfire by trying to put out more wildfires. And this was a situation where from that people were able to sort of reanalyze the situation with the new information they were given and, uh, go from a more constructive, positive place with it. And, yeah, that's that is my capper on that. I am so sick of hearing you talking, talking, talking all the time. Don't you ever just shut up? Listen, if you have opinions, just start a podcast and start talking, yeah. and then every dumb thing you say will just be access or accessible for the rest of your life to come and yes. haunt you. Uh huh. Oh, I can't wait for this episode to come and haunt me. I, I don't know. I, as I said, have as many opinions as you want. I try not to like. I, like, I don't discuss things like mental anxiety in the sense of, like, like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. I I only know from you, really, what you know, what that's like. So I'm not here to tell you, like, here's Patty Murin's life story. I only know what she said, and I can sure. give you my opinion off of that, which is, again, a positive one. I think that she's a very strong woman, a very talented woman. I've seen her twice on the stage, and I think she's great. Yeah. Uh, I can only talk about a specific situation that happened this weekend from two different perspectives, and I understand the sides of both. And I'm trying to find a compromise, guys. Yeah, well, it's hard to build a bridge because I'm I, I had completely forgotten about it, but I I only yeah. saw a very brief smattering of it on Twitter, including some screenshots of the original posts. So yeah, I'm I've learned more. I'm more informed, mm-hmm. and now we can yeah. move on. Yeah. Well, Listen. this has been a nice long-winded day. It has. I gotta go. I have things to do. I have to, I have to get in a shower. <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to end this 45 minutes ago, but to be fair, 45 of those minutes were taken up by technical difficulties. That is fair. That is fair. Yeah. What, who do you want us to play? Who do you want to play us out this week? Ariel Jacobs. I just, we're totally going with Patty Murin today. Who? She's original Jasmine. Okay. That's what I thought. Original Jasmine in Aladdin. Oh, no, no, no. I, it, it, the, it cut out. Oh. So I didn't hear who you said. I said Ariel Jacobs. Oh, I know. She's yeah. she's I engaged was... to a kid I went to school with. I know oh, her. Oh, is she? I know her. Yeah. Um, you guys are best friends. 
No, I actually have never met her, but I know of her. Um, I know of her too. But she yeah, a good job. let's play us out, other Patty. <laughs> yes, guys, this is this is our episode to uh, claim Patty Marin's stake in Broadway and tell you all to uh, you know let a bitch breathe. Yeah, let a bitch breathe. Listen, I'm John Savage. <laughs> I'm Matt Koplik, and this is Patty Marin belting for the gods. Take us away, Patty. Bye. Bye. I know it all ends tomorrow, so it has to be today. Cause for the first time is forever. For the first time is forever. Nothing is in my way. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.